This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief of GreenLivingIdeas.com, and I have with me today Meg Garlinghouse, who is the director of Yahoo for Good. Thank you for being on the program today, Meg. Thanks for inviting me. Our pleasure. So, So tell us about, I know Yahoo has recently launched a new green site called Yahoo Green, and we'd love to hear about that. Sure. Um, well, we launched it um, about six weeks ago, and um, we launched it concurrently with another campaign we ran called America's Greenest City. And uh, the Yahoo Green site, the primary purpose of the site is to give people really easy, actionable tips about how they can make a difference in the environment, and then simultaneously show how all of our individual actions can actually add up to big differences for the environment. Yes. I think, yeah, one of the things that I think people are, are frustrated with is awareness has been raised and now they're like, well, what do I do? What can I do? And what, 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 are, what tips are personally relevant to me? And, and do my little actions really make a difference? Right. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's and it's where the rubber meets the road, and I think that's where we we have that in common with the green living ideas. The the idea for us is to to create you know simple information and actions that people can actually take that energy, that desire to do something, and make a change and create a tangibility out of that. So we certainly appreciate that, and we also appreciate that uh, because we actually had the the mayor recently, the mayor of Hastings, uh, on the program with us. I and, heard. Yeah, yeah. And that, did he tell you that it was the birthplace of Kool Aid, his city? No, see, he did not tell He's me not that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how could he? How could he miss that? Very important fact. That was that's the one one of the more memorable things. Yeah. So we um we did, ran this campaign. Uh, it launched on May 14th, and what we we were trying to do is in you know is uh, inspire people around America to take all sorts of actions and you know take them within their communities. And so what we said was. Um, we're looking for the greenest city in America, and whoever, whatever city wins, we're going to donate either a fleet of hybrid taxis or the cash equivalent, because um, a place like Hastings, which I think there's about twenty or 30,000 people, they obviously don't need taxis. Yeah, so that's what we had talked cash. about. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably a better choice there, take the cash. Yeah. And uh, they, he was telling us on that program, too, and for anybody who's listening in and wants to hear about it, they did some really uh, interesting uh, things and very useful things with, with that money uh, towards sustainability in their community, so uh, money well used. Exactly. Um, so we, and we, you know, really, we did that as a way to get more people engaged with the idea of of um, learning more about how they can reduce their own carbon footprint. So we continue to be very, very focused on, um, you know, changing actions and behavior, 
and and we're, we we still have in the background and in the content of the site you know, more information about global warming, but we kind of feel like we're in the stage now where. We just need to give. We need to empower people to take action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're ready to do it. They just need some direction. So tell us a little bit about Yahoo Green. I mean, obviously, people should go on the website sure. if they're listening to the podcast and check it out to get the real feel for it. But can you give us an overview of some of the things that you can be doing on the site? Sure. Well, the main call to action, as I mentioned, is this um, carbon calculator. And what we at, we're asking people to do is to, to take a personal pledge. And one of the unique things about this calculator is it actually lets you select. It, it asks you questions about who you are, whether you're, you're a single person, whether you're married, if you live in an urban or a rural area, because, you know, the, the green tips are quite different for, you know, a, a 42-year-old mother living in Topeka versus, you know, a, a 22-year-old living in, in Soho New York apartment. City. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we really try um, to make all of this information as relevant um, to our users as possible. So you go in and um, you, you answer some questions, and then it gives you a list of tips that you can um, pledge to, to, to change in your life, and then it actually shows what that carbon um, impact is. So the other cool thing about it is it gives you a sense of, you know, how much of a difference does changing a light bulb make relative to, for example, um, deciding not to take a cross-country flight, because I'm sure, as Sean, I'm sure you know, flying is, is one of the most egregious things you can do for the environment. It <laughs> is, yeah. Um, so it's, it's educating people in, in that respect as well. Did you hear about EcoJet? There's no. A, yeah, there's a new, they're, they're re-engineering. I don't know what the actual difference is. I did, this just came across uh, my desk today from uh, the folks over in Habitat. There's the EasyJet EcoJet, um, and uh, it's, it's basically uh, a fuel-efficient airplane that they're working on. It's actually in Europe. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's basically a short-haul European airline that's coming out with it, but hopefully that will inspire similar, yeah, similar things happening uh, uh, over on our shores. That's terrific. I mean, that is the, exactly the kind of innovation that, you know, the, the world needs right now. And people, you know, whether or not that works or not, the fact that people are pushing technology in that direction is absolutely terrific. It, it is, and it's important, too, because as you pointed out so rightly, you know, it, that's where you get leverage is hitting the spots that are really doing the most damage, you know. So it's it's good that everybody's motivated, and, you know, it's good to do anything positive, but it's always best if we put the majority of our efforts towards it, at least immediately on things that have the greatest effect on the back end. Exactly. So, yeah. Another um, uh, cool component of the Yahoo Green side is um, so it, it calculates, it tracks how many people have pledged, and it also tracks um, how much carbon tons, if people actually do what they pledge, what the number of carbon uh, tons saved. And then it always has, um, you know, because it's hard to know what, what's 100,000 tons of carbon. Was that actually? Right, right. It actually, um, the editors have gone through and given people something tangible. So right now it says, you know, people got on Yahoo and pledged to reduce 111,000 tons of carbon per year, and that's equal to turning off electricity to all the homes in Chicago for five days. Yeah, and that's the kind of, that's the kind of information you need to really make it usable because it is it's difficult to assess. It's not a benchmark that exactly. we as human beings are used to. Right. So that's that's interesting. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you guys have taken a lot of time with the carbon calculator because I have to be quite honest with you. I've been to a gazillion carbon calculator sites, and the, the vast majority, I, I appreciate the fact that they're out there and that people are trying, but unfortunately I think a lot of them are grossly misleading to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> and they really just don't take into account very, very critical data points that make huge differences. So right. it's kind of like, you know, what good is a calculator if it's, you know, if, you, if you're using your handheld calculator and it's telling you, things that numbers that are off by hundreds of thousands. I don't right. know how much good that really does you. So exactly. 
Yeah, so that's good. So we'll certainly, we, it's certainly something uh, for people listening in to check out uh, via the Yahoo Green site, which is uh, green.yahoo.com. Exactly. And also the 18 seconds, the 18seconds.org site as well. Exactly. Yeah, good. Well, so moving along, I had a question for you about Yahoo Scrum. I had heard about this. There's an internal program over there that, that gives employees a sabbatical. So I'm curious to hear about that as well. Right. Um, well, this is an idea that actually came from our co-founder, David Philo, Um we we were approached by an organization asking a nonprofit called Donors Choose asking if um, we could lend them some of our engineers to help them rebuild their site. And of course, when they asked that question, I kind of giggled inside. It's like, uh, there's no way. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to ask. So to make a long story short, that was the birth of this new program called the Yahoo for Good Scrum program. Yahoo for Good is the name um, that we gave to our community relations program. So it's Yahoo for Good. It represents everything Yahoo does to try and make a difference in the world. And the way in which we approach our philanthropy program is, is by leveraging what we consider to be our biggest assets, our, the fact that 500 million people come to our website, our incredible employees, and our, our technology platform. So what we do is um, every quarter we identify um, a new Scrum program, which is basically a, an idea, an organization, or a movement that we want to support. And um, we, what we do is we enable usually between six and eight employees from across the company to work on this project. Um, and so it's an internal sabbatical. We allowed, after some controlling, we allow their managers to let them go for three to four months, and um, then they, they go back to their normal job. So it was a, a Yahoo for Good Scrum team that built the Yahoo Green site. And um, what they're really proud of is the site, you know, was so successful or is so successful that the company has decided to, to continue to invest in it. Um, so it's going to live on as a, as a regular Yahoo property. That's great. That's great. But well, it's a cool thing because it shows, you know, especially for employees that have been around Yahoo for a long time and maybe they've been working on Yahoo Mail for seven years, it gives them a chance to work on something different. <laughs> I, and, and, I was you know. just going to say that. I was going to say there's another benefit, which is just, you know, getting out of Dodge for a while. Absolutely. Um, you know, and obviously not as good as a vacation in Tahiti, but certainly, <laughs> uh, certainly a break from the daily grind. And, right, and that's right. that's a good thing. Um, now, I'm curious, too, now, if your manager really needs you for that, that project, are they allowed, is it hands-off, or can they, like, get, you know, send you an email and say, listen, I only need you for five minutes. So. They, we, we, we allow them to, to check in from time to time the time. I mean, partly because we want to continue. We don't want to make this, um, we want managers to be supportive. So yeah, we're, we're pretty flexible. Sure. So, so that's uh, the original derivation of building a green website at Yahoo. Uh, when, when did that start and what was the original impetus for that? Great question. And it's a, it's a good story. So Yahoo Autos gets all the credit. They did a survey to their um, user base. And one of the questions in the survey was, do you plan to purchase a hybrid car in the next 12 months? And what would you guess was the response? This was back in probably August. Yeah. What, what, what percent of people do you think responded and said, yes, I plan to, to buy a hybrid car? Well, I know what I'd like to think and what I would actually would think, but I'll, just, I'll take the middle ground and say 50%. Well, that's actually about right. About um, 57% of the, of the Yahoo Autos users said that they plan to buy a hybrid car. I mean, obviously, that's not as many that are, are actually buying one, but nonetheless, it was a huge indication that there was um, a, you know, a significant interest in this type of content. So right. the Yahoo Auto site launched this green auto center, that, which became very successful. In fact, the Yahoo Auto site attributes um, that launch to one of the reasons why Yahoo Autos is now the number one auto site on the web. Um, so that, in addition to the number of employees, I mean, I, I feel really lucky to work at Yahoo. One of the reasons is that employees are so predisposed to try and make, try and, to want to make a difference in, in the world. And I constantly get emails, you know, with 
all sorts of ideas on how Yahoo could be more green from employees. So the Yahoo Autos um, stuff, the, the interest from our users, and actually it was a couple of our Yahoo board members who had written our CEO saying, you know, Yahoo could really make a difference for the environment because, since we have the, you know, the world's largest community. And if right. it is all about people changing their actions, you know, we could really move the needle. So um, yeah. it was kind of the perfect storm. Um, all those things lined up, and it just made total sense for us to do this. So you, you would characterize the internal culture of Yahoo as being sort of inherently supporting this as opposed to it being more of a corporate mandate? I mean, from the employees, you know, up, the ground up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, to the point where it's almost um, comical, the number of... I mean, it's great that people feel so empowered to... We are in California, after We all, are in so. California, that's true. <laughs> so. But we have these engineers that... Um, we actually have um, shuttles that shuttle... Uh, folks from the city and to the offices, so that people aren't using cars. And we wrapped one of the the buses, and we we changed it to biodiesel and wrapped it um, with a call to action to check out the Green Auto Center. But what I was going to tell you is, um, a couple engineers actually have changed their own cars um, to be able to accept biodiesel fuel, and mm-hmm. they fill up at our cafeteria. <laughs> they fill up <laughs> use French fry oil. Oh, French yeah. fry oil? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. But more ber- the more benefits and perks. Uh, hopefully the IRS won't tax them for that. So. I, you know, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, no, you're receiving – I'm sorry. But financial benefits at work. Uh, yeah, you have yeah. To report that. That's hilarious. But that's cool, though. I, lo- I love that. That's yeah. Well, you know, I also imagine that Yahoo, being a technology company, has a lot of people like that. They're very technically savvy and yep. like to you know, subscribers to make magazine and, th- you know, th- yep. converting their own cars to biodiesel. That's, that's cool. Exactly. So – I'm also curious about um, just sort of globally, what are some of the simple, you've talked about a few of these things, uh, you know, CFLs, changing light bulbs, things like that. What are the, some of the other simple things that people can do to reduce their carbon impact in the world? Um, well, you know, part of it is, is really kind of changing a mindset. I mean, public transportation, I mean, thinking before you get into your car um, is, I think, what we all need to do. I mean, can you ride your bike down to the corner store? Is there any, a public transportation system that you can use? I mean, particularly in, in major cities, you know, there's an easy way to get from point A to point B. It's just that we're lazy, including myself, um, on, on how to make that happen. I mean, other things that people don't always attribute directly to um, energy is water. Um, you know, when you're brushing your teeth, turn off the water. Don't let it run. Or, you know, when you're, like, doing the dishes, be really um, – because it takes energy to get the water to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then, you know, just simple things like turning off lights, unplugging um, your cell phone after it's charged, because when you keep it plugged in, it actually continues to consume electricity. That's right. Um, and putting putting those devices on surge strips and yes. turning the surge strip off, which makes it a little bit easier logistically. Yes. Yeah. Computers are um, also a huge uh, consumer of, of energy. And, I, you know, lots of people in tech companies, including myself until recently, leave their computers on overnight. Um, and, you know, that's another thing, you know, powering it down. And idling. If you idle your car more than – if you're, you're – stopped waiting to pick up your child from daycare or whatever it is, if you're idling for more than 10 seconds, you should turn your car off. Because I think there's this myth that people believe that you should, um, but, you know, turning, turning your car back on, you know. Like more uh, gas more, usage on the startup. Exactly. And, yeah, I, I actually believe that, too. So, so you're saying like more than 10 more seconds? More than 10 seconds is apparently the, the rule of thumb. Okay, okay. 
That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all, all good tips. All good tips. You know, I think that that's that's really what it is. Though you you pointed out, you know, it's a change of mindset, and that's really where it starts. Because yeah. then you start thinking about, well, what else can I do? And you get hungry, and you come to sites like Yahoo Green and hopefully GreenLivingIdeas.com and these other sites that are out there that you know give you um, specific tips that you can you can implement to sort of carry along that desire. Yeah. You know, the next thing to look for is uh, LEDs. They're they're going to soon replace uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs. Is the the next energy saver. We got it. We, there's the, the price point's still a little high, but I think they're they're really going to be the thing that the silver bullet that moves the needle on. on really, that's energy, interesting. Yeah. I've heard a little bit about it. So, so what are you seeing on your end? What's the average cost per bulb right now? For I think household? it's like twenty dollars. Yeah. So, so there's got to be yeah, there's got to be some major innovation to bring that price point down. Before. But but it's, I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. I was going to say in terms of lifetime. Oh, lifetime. It I th- it's like a hundred a hundred x um, in terms of. Uh, I mean, if, you know, if, if it doesn't break, apparently it literally lasts 100 years, and wow. it uses—I can't remember—you know—relative to copper fluorescent light bulb, I think it uses a third of its consumption. So I don't know what how that adds back up to the incandescent. But they're definitely, you know, um, the the next generation of light bulbs that everyone should watch for. Yeah, that's that's good information. We haven't ha- had actually any content about that uh, on the site of the show, so that's that's a good one. I think that's a very important. You know, it's interesting too. It's kind of come full circle. I mean, I think we all grew up with, you know, whether whether it's an urban legend or not, I don't know, but we all heard about the the hundred year paint and the hundred year light bulb that were you know quickly purchased away. The patents were taken, and you know the the inventors were paid off to to not to bring those products to market and, and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Either the government or depending on the story yeah. of the urban legend you heard, yeah. right? But but I. I think it's it's nice to hear about an actual product that is coming to yeah, market. Yeah, that we well, will be yeah, yeah. That reminds me of the same thing with pantyhose. Have you heard, you, <laughs> oh, pantyhose. I, I, People wear pantyhose in California, but on the East Coast, that was the whole joke that pantyhose companies purposely made them so they ripped on the second use. Yeah, oh, turning over turning over the product definitely yeah. has. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right to be suspicious. So yes. <laughs> Yes. No, that doesn't come across my radar screen Not as much, so much. But <laughs> I'm sure my wife would relate to that one yeah, very yeah. directly. Well, good. Well, so uh, is there anything else that you want to share today about anything that Yahoo is doing to be green as a company? No, but if people have ideas, um, we'd love to hear them. Um, feel free to email me at meg at yahoo-inc.com. We really rely on our community to feed us great ideas, and you guys, the community has done a great job. So um, let us know. And thanks again for inviting me to participate. Absolutely our pleasure. We'd love to have you back anytime you'd like to come back. Terrific. And uh, once again, everyone, my my guest today has been Meg Garlinghouse, who is the director for Yahoo for Good. Meg, thanks again, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.